Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and this is a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon is off tonight, so I will be briefly breaking down this big World Series matchup between the Braves and the Astros and what it means for the series going forward. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into this. The first surprise comes early in the day as Atlanta decides to go with a, I think it's fair to say, outside-the-box pick to be their opener to start this game out of Dylan Lee. Now, Dylan Lee, to everything I had noticed, had not been on the roster up until today, or at least recently. He goes, yes, as... um. Charlie Morton gets put on the IL. I believe he ended up being the replacement for him in the roster. Anyway, they go with Dylan Lee, a rookie who before this had only had a total of two innings in his entire career, both in relief for this Braves squad. So this was a huge step up from a couple innings of relief, moderate success to starting game four of the World Series. It was going to be interesting to see how he took it. Of course, it wasn't going to be anything truly long, you couldn't imagine, but it was not long at all as he gets chased from this game very early. He ends up leaving after only recording one out within that span, also allowing one hit, two walks, and one earned run to put... Houston on the board very early here, one nothing when he gets pulled as they decide to go now straight to Kyle Wright. And Kyle Wright manages to really stay in charge of this game. He ends up going the next four and two-thirds, so gets them through the fifth inning, allows five hits. The one earned run comes on a home run by Jose Altuve. This is a good time to stop and acknowledge a huge career milestone for Jose Altuve, who is now second with 26 postseason home runs, second most all-time by any player. He trails Manny Ramirez at 29 homers. Look, this has been a fantastic career for this guy. You think about it, 
when he came up 21 years old, he wasn't the most consistent player. The team wasn't the most consistent team. This was still very much in the dark ages of this rebuild. And yet he grew up with them. He ends up having all of these fantastic seasons, leads the league in hits four times in a row in the middle of his career, right up into his final time doing that in 2017. And throughout all of this, he's just continued to build this great postseason resume as one of the best to ever hit in the postseason. I mean, granted, people will say some of that is not necessarily accurate. Some of it's not fair with potential cheating issues. The trash can wouldn't have anything to do with it there, but possibly, you know, the uh, electric bandages, whatever you choose to believe. But either way, he still had to go out and execute, and he has executed flawlessly in many clutch situations for this Astros team. Some respect still does have to get put on this man's name for it. But back to the game, right? Four, two-thirds, five hits, one earned, three walks, three strikeouts in this outing. I believe that ended up being a total of 75 pitches, so a really good day's work for Kyle Wright. I would be surprised if we see him again. If we see him again, it would be in a Ian Anderson gets chased from the game early in game seven type scenario. Just having that type of workload when you hadn't been stretched out well to begin with, it would be unrealistic to ask him to go too much longer. Look, from there, Atlanta continues to be amazing. They continue to amaze us with this bullpen. They go Martin, Matzik, Jackson, Smith, and that group of relievers allows a total of two hits and three strikeouts during this, all while walking zero batters. A display of dominance in the late innings by this Atlanta team. Really impressive to see. But meanwhile, we have to talk about the offensive plays on the other side of the ball as in the bottom of the sixth, the Astros managed to get into themselves into a little bit of a jam here as they've got Eddie Rosario on second and then on first Freddie Freeman with Austin Riley up to the plate. Austin Riley rips a line drive into left field. Rosario digs around from second and scores. Freeman makes it to third, but the interesting play here was Austin Riley who manages to leg out a double by like a hair on the opposite side of the bag. It was honestly one of the more interesting plays of this World Series. He overslides the bag, barely catches his back foot, which is underneath him in very good sliding form, I should add, to keep him on the bag as Altuve tagged. Altuve just flat out did not hold the tag long enough. If he'd kept the tag on him, he goes clean off the bag for a second. You could barely argue that his batting glove was touching the bag at one point, which I'm 90% sure would not count. So if Altuve had held that on, that's a big win for them, but they don't end up scoring any runs off that anyways. That just kind of kills the momentum a little bit. But we're going to move ahead to the bottom of the seventh, and it's Dansby time. Dansby Swanson rips a ball over the right field wall only for Jorge Soler to come up and do the exact same thing to the left side here. Back-to-back solo home runs puts Atlanta up in the late innings. 
both of these earned runs will go to Christian Javier. He pitches a third of an inning, allows two hits, two earned, gets the loss and the blown save. Obviously, the win will go to Tyler Matzik as the Braves shut them down for the rest of this. Look, I think the riskiest call of the day, not even Dylan Lee was a big risk here, but you can always pull him. Ryan Presley pitches the last inning in two thirds. He goes basically the entire last two innings of pitching for Houston here. That will end up being uh, 33 pitches. They have him throw 33 pitches to finish out this game for Houston. This is your closer. You are in a situation now where you are more likely than not going to be down 3-1, especially with how this that bullpen was playing. You're going to need him to finish up a win somewhere around here. You're going to need him eventually, and the last thing you want to do is wear him out over useless innings. It's almost acting like they had absolutely no one left in this bullpen that was usable I have no issue with Presley coming in in the seventh, but there was no reason for him to be in there for the eighth. Give it to Gra- Graveman. Give it to – I don't think Yimmy Garcia would be available for this game, but Graveman did not pitch. It just – that seems like way too big a risk with so much series left to play, so much must-win series left to play to do that while losing in a non-elimination game. Makes no sense to me. But look, on the bright side for Houston, Zach Granke came out and really pitched a strong start here. He throws 58 pitches. Now keep in mind, he is just coming off of injury. He made it an inning and a third in his last start, which was his first start in about a month. So 58 pitches, four hits, no earned, three strikeouts over four innings. I can't complain with that. I am glad to see that if I'm a Houston fan. If you're if he's getting you into that position, you should feel like you're doing something right. You should feel like, okay, we've got a really, really, really good shot with this game. We should win this game. But, of course, that is not how things go. As for Atlanta, call me crazy, but I was not expecting this um, bullpen game, this – uh, mishmash opener follower type thing that they've got going here today. I wasn't expecting it to go nearly as well as it did. I mean, granted, they use a lot of their high leverage guys. They go with Chris Martin, Luke Jackson, Tyler Matzik, Will Smith, guys who've seen a lot of work in this series in this postseason. But you know what? This is winning time. They're going to get, they're going to take as much work as they need to. But there are some very strong names that weren't used. A.J. Minter, of course, threw a crazy amount over the last couple of days, really real workhorse, throws 43 pitches, career high for him on Tuesday, comes back with 17 on Friday. So have, him having the day off is not surprising to me. But reasonably, I can see a world where they sh- could go with another bullpen game here with how efficient they were able to be with their use today. I'm back on this train because they can start as the starter with Jesse Chavez here. He'll be the righty up to start 
game five, he'll go once through the order, maybe even just one inning, and then you turn it over to Drew, Drew Smiley or Tucker Davidson. Either one of those guys, plenty fresh. Uh, Tucker Davidson would be the, the fresher arm. So you can slide him right on into there. And all of a sudden, that's your first five, six innings go out. It doesn't really matter that much how much rest these guys have if you think you can go out and win the series, win the game with these guys. You've still got um, A.J. Minter now with a day's rest. I don't believe Luke Jackson threw that many pitches today. Um, 17, not terrible. Matzik only 11. Tyler Matzik only throws 11 pitches. Will Smith only 15 in that inning. So it's not like they had long outings, any of them. It would be jarring to see, or shocking, I should say, to see none of them show up in this next game. They're certainly, they should all be available and open for the rest of this series. It's great. But look, we got to address the elephant in the room before we start to wrap up here. I've got two more points to make. The first, is there anything spookier to an Atlanta sports team on Halloween than a 3-1 series lead? They are so close to making this work. This is the best opportunity that they have had since that Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl to bring a championship back to Atlanta, something that they haven't had in ages. And they have a chance to put themselves in and start off what very well could be the best year in Atlanta sports in my lifetime, possibly ever. I admittedly have not looked at exactly what they're doing, but the Hawks have looked very good as well. And then of course you have to talk about how the fantastic year that UGAs have having in football, they really do look like superstars. This is Georgia's year there and so if they can start off strong the Braves can start off strong and bring the first championship that's going to make them the primary narrative for a potentially fantastic season fantastic year in sports for Atlanta the other thing I wanted to mention here is I do believe in this there's a narrative element to World Series there's a narrative element to really a lot of major championships in professional sports. If you have the narrative, it feels very often that you're going to have the motivation here. And it was kind of a struggle to find it in a lot of other places, but is the passing of Hank Aaron, the motivation that this team needs? I mean, this season has really all been honoring Hank Aaron and his legacy if you're the Braves, that has been a huge focus of their year. And this team defies the odds and makes this run. The narrative element is on their side. We've seen it a million times, 2013 Red Sox after the bombing, 2017 Astros after the hurricane devastates the Houston area. There's so many of them. We can, I could go through major sports championships in multiple sports and find other examples. I will on another day, but I just think this is a thing that needs to be pointed out before they win. The narrative factor is on their side, but they have to go out and close this out. They have to do something that other Atlanta teams have never done before. 
I don't know about you guys. I think they have what it takes to do it. That will wrap up today's episode. We will be back tomorrow with potentially the season finale for us here if the Braves can close it out. It's been great being with you guys all season, and I will see you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.